You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. All right, folks, uh, welcome back. Uh, We are working to get uh, Dr. McDonald on the line. We actually just had him a moment ago, and we lost him. So I am troubleshooting that. Keith, you read uh, the article. Let me uh, work on this uh, here. Uh, off mic for just a second. Keith, you read this article that we want Kevin to walk us through this hour, assuming we can get him. And it was just posted at the OccidentalObserver.net a couple of days ago on the 12th. Uh, the title of it is, Is There Really a Huge Spike in Anti-Semitism on X? Keith? Well, <clears throat> Kevin McDonald's uh, position is that there is not a huge spike in anti-Semitism. On X or so-called, I mean, else. wait, wait. What is anti-Semitism? I mean, that needs to be defined. But yeah, yeah. But the thing is, things on our side of the uh, fence are, have gone along like they've been going on for a while now. Where the change is is an, an initiative made by the Jonathan Greenblatt-led ADL Anti-Defamation League of Bene Brith to try to stamp out any criticism whatsoever of Jews or Israel that might rear its head uh, in Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, or any other public forum. They're basically trying to control everything that's going on, on on the airwaves anywhere. And they want to make sure that Jews are like Caesar's wife beyond reproach. Nobody can say anything that could be construed negatively against Jewish power and influence. And that's Jonathan Greenblatt's mission in life. Uh, You thought Abe Foxman was bad? uh, Greenblatt is like Abe Foxman on steroids. And not only does he look like Nosferatu, he is like Nosferatu. He is basically doing his best to weaken white Gentile societies throughout uh, the world. And this is the way he's doing it. He's using the ADL to persecute uh, financially and otherwise anybody that allows freedom of speech. He is the absolute poster child for the opposition to the First Amendment. Basically, the First Amendment, in his opinion, should not exist. He is the gatekeeper that can tell you what can be said and what cannot be said regarding Jewish people. Uh, or anything that might even reflect, however obliquely, upon Jewish people. So uh, Kevin is saying, you know, there's not been a change justifying his activism. His activism is uh, a force unto itself, and the band, the ADL movement, you know, Elon Musk does not want to ban the ADL. That's what he ought to do, just ban them like James Edwards has been banned and others have been banned, uh, Tom Sunick, for example, on Twitter. He doesn't want to do that, but he does want to sue them because they have affected his pocketbook. Sixty percent of his traffic 
in America and in Europe. His, his has uh, ad revenue, ad revenue, ad revenue has uh, evaporated because, as he says, a- advertisers don't like controversy. Well, Greenblatt is the world's best at stirring up controversy. And it looks like, I mean, Musk has not backed down. I never really took seriously. I didn't entirely discount it, but I would say that the odds, I always assumed the odds were against him actually proceeding with a defamation lawsuit against the so-called Anti-Defamation League. Now, So I always thought that was probably just a, a shot across the bow type of thing. But he hasn't backed down. Now, he hasn't continued to pile on this week, Elon Musk, that is. He's gone back to posting about rocket ships and cars and things like that, as he has wont to do. Uh, but he has not backed down from everything else, and it's all still up there. Now, we do have our featured guest of the evening now, our good friend, Dr. Kevin McDonald, of course, uh, Professor Emeritus of Psychology at California State University, Long Beach, the author of several books, including cultural insurrections and individualism in the Western liberal tradition. You can read his most recent work, including this article that we're going to be breaking down this hour at the OccidentalObserver.net. Kevin, great to have you. How are you? Hey, I'm sorry. I, I, I turned my, my notifications off for some reason last night and it didn't turn back on. So I'm hey, here. We now. got you. We've yeah. got you, and we are happy to have you. This is live radio, so we roll better late than never. <laughs> and, and we're only a couple of minutes. Thankfully, we have you for the full hour and not just thirty minutes. So uh, we yeah. will get uh, we will get to this because there's so much I want to talk to you about. Uh, I yeah. want to certainly talk about the the recent ordeal. And I think Liz, why don't we go ahead uh, in light of uh, the start to this hour? Let's skip this first break, and we'll just take the bottom of the hour break, and that'll. Uh, make up some time. As the pilots like to say, we're going to make up some time in the air here. But, uh, or on the air, as it were. <laughs> as it were. But, Kevin, first, I know that you had a conversation with our friend Henrik Palmgren over at Red Ice about the Elon Musk ADL ordeal. Uh, tell us a little bit about what y'all talked about and uh, what you shared with him in terms of opinion, and then we'll move, we'll move forward. Well, it's been a while, but I, we, you know, we certainly uh, uh, talked about it, and I, I you know, I, I, I Certainly, I made the point. You know, I, I've been banned, but you know, I don't really blame Musk, and and I, I do think that it was higher ups that did it. Uh, I mean, not higher ups. Either people in his company didn't know. But I think more and more is the ADL. They've been involved, and uh, it's no accident that people like me got got banned. Jared Taylor and can't get back on, and and you and everybody else. So, um, yeah, I, I admire Musk for doing this. And um, I'm just reading. I know he's, there's a biography coming out about him that he really is a very, um, you know, he, he sort of likes confrontation, likes drama. And, boy, he's gotten into something with this. I, I, you know, the, the ADL. He doesn't like people that, uh, and Kevin, he doesn't like people that reduce his advertising uh, income. By 60%, yeah. But he's, yeah, he's really, yeah. He's really uh, poked the bear with this one, the biggest bear in town. It is a big bear. It's extremely big. And I, I think that, uh, you know, they're not going to stop. And I, I just got an email the other day from I'm on their a mailing list. And, <laughs> I and, saw that. Uh, you know, believe it or not. Stop and, giving uh, them so much money, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a big donor for them. But, uh, um, yeah, they, they said they're not going to stop. And, and, you know, they have a lot of resources and a lot of influence. They they can influence corporations and, and a whole network, uh, uh, you know, people that run hedge funds and 
BlackRock and the whole ESG thing and uh, just get companies to boycott it and make it difficult. But, uh, you know, I, I do think Twitter, I mean, X now, uh, you know, has a certain uh, central place in, in, in the media landscape. And, and it's, it is sort of the town square. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I think, I think Zuckerberg's uh, thread thing has not worked out and nothing else is on the horizon, really. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be the only game in town, but uh, we'll see what happens. Well, Twitter's definitely where it is for political discourse. I mean, certainly much more yeah. than Facebook or any of the second tier. I love everything that Andrew Torba is doing. I love everything that he says. I think he is a hero. But, I mean, Gab is certainly a, a second tier to Twitter. And then all of the other ones, like, I don't even think Parler's around anymore and Truth Social. That, that's not where the game is played. But uh, but Twitter is the most prominent and most influential social media platform. Let me ask you this. Let me play the devil's advocate. Do you really think that – Vanguard and BlackRock and State Street and people like this and the people they influence have to be uh, take their uh, marching orders from Jonathan Greenblatt and the uh, ADL. Would they not be against a democratization of uh, freedom of speech at Twitter uh, regardless of anything that Jonathan Greenblatt would do? Yeah, well, I think they are going to be against freedom of speech because it's a sort of consensus on the left now. And um, so they it's not hard to persuade these people not to advertise on Twitter. Uh, at the same time, ADL is going to uh, be taking names and making lists. And, and uh, anyone who goes you know, outside the box there is going to feel the heat. They're going to have problems. And... Um, so I, I think, you know, it, it, you're right, though. It, it really is something that's a consensus on the left now. Uh, there used to be. And, you know, back in the 1950s when Jews were being hauled up before, you know, Senator McCarthy. McCarthy's committee and, and on all because all the communists, you know, so many Jews were communists at the time. And, um, you know, at that time they were all for free speech. All Jewish yeah, that's right. Well, see, it's, it's that principle that governs all Jewish behavior. The one principle yeah. that they are uh, totally loyal to is it good for the Jews. Back then, it yeah. was good for the Jews to be for free speech. Now they're in charge. It's bad for the Jews. Yeah, to be that's it. That, and it is just that, that simple. That, it's not principle. And, you know, that's that's one of the problems that especially white conservatives have is that they're so damn principled. You know, they, they will go down. I agree. Step, you know, they, uh, you know, we, we have to... The, you know, for human rights, and that means that refugees and immigrants, they, the whole thing, they, they can't get over these sort of, uh, you know, enlightenment ideas, and they have to, you know, they have to do that in order to survive now, but uh, they don't get it, and, and they, they stick to the principles, and, and it's pathetic, really. It is. It is. And you actually hear some of them say that they would rather lose or be defeated as long as they keep their principles than do what it takes yeah. to win. And, and what Keith said, and we've said this many times before, whites have got to develop that sense of racial solidarity and say, we will base our position at any time and on any uh, whatever the case may be on. Is it good for our people? Now yeah, I, They're like Vilfredo Preto, the Italian socialist in the 19th century that said, when I am weak, I ask you for fairness and equality. Because those are your principles. When I'm strong, I deny fairness and equality to you because that is my principle. we got to start ringing the bell when that quote makes an appearance. <laughs> it's got to ring the nightly bell. It happens every week. But, uh, Kevin, what I was saying right before you, you dialed in tonight 
uh, I was just saying that Elon Musk has not backed down from any of this. All of the tweets are still up there. I never did really think, I still don't think I would like to be pleasantly surprised. I always thought that the threat of a lawsuit was sort of like a shot across the bow. But uh, he has not backed down. Now, he has gone back this week to posting about spaceships and cars and all of that stuff. But I think that here's two things to look at big picture. Even if Musk doesn't do anything else on this, I think he's already supplied us with the tremendous assist. If he doesn't say anything else about the ADL going forward, the amount of people that got in on that conversation last week, the amount of people that were looking at the ADL, I mean, we spent three hours on it. There's been countless articles about it, uh, and, and a lot of establishment conservatives sort of speaking our language with regard to this issue. I think if nothing else happens from there, it is it, it was still a good thing for us that it, that it happened because I mean something I love to see Greenblatt on TV. I mean cuz he's so damned ugly. You know. Well, I mean <laughs> he, 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 really we're going to talk about that too, but would you agree with that that I mean it, regardless of I mean yeah. obviously we're going to need more to happen, but regardless of what Musk does going forward, he's already given us a nice alley oop. Yeah, and I think that you you see it awful lot in the mainstream media too. I had two articles, one from The Hill, one from The New York Times. And, you know, it's been all over, all the big networks, I guess, and uh, in, uh, in, um, uh, in, in Gregory Hood's article, he had all these quotes from different yes. media uh, tweets on that. And, they, you know, they're all opposed to Musk, but it, the word is out, you know, that the Anti-Defamation League is, is a problem, uh, uh, you know, is and it's wonderful we have such a spokesman as for the ADL as uh, Nosferatu himself. You know, uh, yeah. you know he is just such a Jewish-looking mensch in so many ways <laughs> that it, it could not. Yeah. We, we couldn't have uh, gone to Central Casting and found a better guy to be in charge. So, so you're saying, Kevin, that even outside of our circles, which you know have certainly increased in in, in size over the last few years, but uh, above and beyond that, this has really broken out the the true nature of the ADL. You think got out last week in in a way that really hadn't happened before. Yeah, yeah, I do think that uh, people just don't go after the ADL. You know, uh, the public figures like like Musk and and uh drawn attention to it you know even keith woods uh, tweeting would, would have died probably if musk hadn't liked it sure. or, and, we oh, it or whatever. and uh you know i've always felt you know it's like being on gab where where people follow you and they know what you're about but you don't you don't get the reach and and uh musk gets the reach he's got millions of followers and a lot of fanboys who just adore him and uh, you know they, uh, you know they got to be wise here. They they got to be wised up a little bit uh, on on what's really going on in this country. And I think that even if the ADL is able to weather the immediate storm, I think that they took a a, a bullet to the heart in some ways. I mean, they're still very powerful. They're, they can still turn your lights out. We know that. I mean, that amount of power and influence has it. Necessarily waned, but the more people who get wise to it, uh, the more trouble that they've got. And they had to spend an awful lot of ordinance last week. I mean, as, as Keith was talking about, Jonathan Greenblatt going on this uh, damage control tour of all of the, all of the uh, really damage ex ex ex. ex exacerbating damage that, yeah see that did. yeah i think i think he did probably make it worse because he just comes across as just such a bad guy i don't i don't think they have the ability he's nosferatu he's a modern uh, reimagining of nosferatu i don't know if they have the ability to be self-aware or if he has the ability to be self-aware but how do you think the adl came across in their defense of the, themselves last week kevin 
Well, um, yeah, I, I've always thought that that uh, Greenblatt was a poor choice to lead the ADL from their point of view because he he, I, he just had, doesn't have a good looking public persona. Uh, no charisma. And, uh, yeah, no, he doesn't have any charisma, and and uh, yeah, they catch him lying uh, about uh, uh, what he said. Uh, classic, and um, I think that uh, he's. Uh, um, I just think, yeah, he's he's on the defensive here, uh, and and he has to justify this. And uh, you know, the big point in my article is that that they are making up data here, uh, that there's this big, big uh, shift towards anti-Semitism on on X. It's just not really there. As I, far I as think I the big see. shift. I think the big shift, Kevin, is that they are on the offensive, not that we are. Oh, yeah. or the defensive, I guess you mean. But, uh, Kevin, let's, let's go then to that article. I think, again, this was the talk of the town. I said last week uh, we spent three hours on this, uh, which is exceeding, you know, very, very rare. But I said last week I think this is one of – this could be and, and probably is one of the biggest breakthroughs for our side of the culture war uh, in, in decades. It's our counteroffensive. Well, this is a big one. I mean, going after this, I mean, all of the other stuff like racial reality and crime statistics and even secession, a lot of the things that didn't have an audience outside of our circles has gotten an audience now. Really, one of this last frontier is Jewish power and influence, and uh, now they're getting a hard look, and they don't like to be noticed like that. I think the two best articles on our side, though, about this came from um, – you, Kevin, and we're going to be talking about that right now. And also, you just mentioned it, Gregory Hood at Amrin did an excellent. And another good one was Ron Unz at Unz Review. Uh, so they, they've been out there. But walk us through your article there at theoccidentalobserver.net. You kind of break it down uh, piece by piece. Is there really a huge spike in anti-Semitism on X is the title? Uh, give us uh, some of uh, your most uh, made-for-radio findings in this piece, Kevin. Yeah, what, what I focused on was, was, was claims about the numbers. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it seems to me that, you know, when, when you look at, at, at where they get this, like the guy in, in, in writing the New York Times, uh, who's a postdoc in the studies, anti-Semitism studies at Yale, uh, you know, and obviously a partisan, uh, you know, they come from the ADL. Well, can you really trust the ADL's numbers? I mean, uh, there's apparently, uh, uh, you know, the one tweet that we had in there, um, they they showed that I mean, from muscle own data, there's been there's been a, a decrease actually, and uh, it's a very tiny percentage of tweets that are involved. Uh, but anyway, the ADL has all kinds of reasons to inflate these numbers and no way to check them. And the problem is they have such a you know sainted reputation in the media that no one questions them. Uh, they don't ask, well, let's see the data here. They don't say, where did you get this? What, what exactly is anti-Semitism according to you? And, um, you know, there could be false flags on there. There are all kinds of anonymous users. Why did they get rid of you and me and, and uh, Paul Fromm and Tom Soonish? Why did why, you do that? And they've got all these anonymous people on there who are still tweeting things that, that Jews don't like. Great point. Great point. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, it, 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 and a lot of those tweets really aren't good. They they really are are over the top in some way. They're kind of crazy, and uh, you know, so they take the credible people off it, off of there, and put on people that really have no credibility. Uh, and um, well, that's purposeful. 
Yeah, I think that is. And that's what the ADL wants. They want the image of, of people who criticize Jews to be that of someone who's just off his rocker, conspiracy theorist, nutcase, racist, you know, just just uh, they want to pillory him in that way. And, and I think that, yeah, they, they like this and they may have encouraged it. And a lot of them may be, you know, bots. There may be a, a big, uh, you know, boiler room somewhere in, in Israel putting these things out. Who knows? Uh, but we just <laughs> we don't know these things. And, and uh, you know, it's just very hard to know. And you just can't trust these these numbers. And, and, and the, the second thing, the second big point I made was from the second article on the Hill where they uh, they, they define anti-Semitism uh, according to the International Holocaust Remembers Association definition. And if you look at that, uh, they, they, they claim there's a huge increase. It's double or a triple. I don't know what it was. But um, if you look at that definition, there are a lot of things that are reasonably, you know, are reasonably true. Things that I've said over and over again, you know, that Jews have influence, that they act as a collectivity, that... Um, they have influence in the media and, and uh, uh, the ac- academic culture and all that. Um, so they, there are, I got a whole list of them there. Um, We're going to get don't into pay it. any attention to that little man behind the screen. We're going to get into this more. Uh, you can check it out at theoccidentalobserver.net. We're going to ask Kevin what they're saying that anti-Semitism, whatever that is, and however they define it, has spiked on X since Musk took over. What do they consider anti-Semitic statements to be, Kevin? documents it in his excellent piece and we're going to find out about it when we come back proclaiming liberty across the land you're listening to liberty news radio USA News, I'm Corey Myers. Convicted murderer Danilo Cavalcanti has been captured after a 13-day manhunt following his escape from a Pennsylvania prison. Cavalcanti has been considered armed and dangerous and desperate enough to use a gun. Now, after nearly two weeks, authorities have captured him much to the relief of the people of Chester County. The search had authorities using everything from helicopters to drones to officers on horseback in their efforts to find and bring in that dangerous fugitive. The White House slamming Speaker McCarthy's decision to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer calling the Republicans' planned impeachment inquiry a witch hunt. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better, not go off on these chases and uh, witch hunts. Tech industry leaders will be on Capitol Hill today discussing AI, artificial intelligence. Senators will hear from Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, and others during a closed-door meeting. This comes as Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has prioritized bringing lawmakers up to speed on the rapidly advancing AI technology. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and Russian President Vladimir Putin are bonding and possibly working out a deal to supply Moscow with weapons for its war in Ukraine. The two leaders meeting earlier today at a spaceport in Russia, a rare trip outside North Korea for Kim. Kim also brought his sister along during those meetings. Putin told Russian state TV the two countries worked out lots of interesting projects. 
Putin said the meeting was held at the spaceport because Kim has shown great interest in rocket technology. This is USA News. This cardboard order, is it up to date? Camila's recyclable coffee cup factory can no longer be considered a grande. Redesign, it's at the printer. She needs more designers to jump the business to a triple shot. client wants to see several more design options. The logo's got to be bigger. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Ebony Loren, and Febreze's new scent, Soothe and Restore, is so good, I wrote a song about it. with the great and good Dr. Kevin McDonald of uh, the Occidental Observer. He also is the editor of the Occidental Quarterly. His work on Jewish group behavior and culture has been seminal. And we're actually going to talk about that, uh, how Jewish evolutionary psychology may be, uh, what role it may play in this current episode. We'll get to that in the final segment. But uh, we're talking about his excellent article at the Occidental Observer with regards to uh, Musk and the ADL and all of this. Uh, I want to circle back very quickly to something he said in the last segment, and uh, you write this in your article, Kevin. Why get rid of people like James Edwards, Paul Fromm, Tom Sunich, Jared Taylor, and me, all of whom made responsible fact-based tweets, but keep all of the anonymous users on, many of whom make over-the-top nutcase comments that fall into the narrative that people who are critical of Jews are conspiracy theorists or mentally ill? I, I think that is a great question. Let's just spend 30 seconds. I mean, I guess the answer is pretty much obvious, but I think it, that should be reiterated as a point of emphasis that the people who were doing the work sincerely and making fact-based arguments are gone, but the people who sort of play into the caricature of how they would want people with our ideas to be seen uh, are certainly still there. Uh, Kevin, a quick uh, response to that, and I know we covered it, but I just wanted to circle back quickly. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, someone like, like us, people like us, we, we try to, to, to stick with the facts, you know, be be responsible and, and be reasonable. And, and uh, we're the guys that got knocked off. And, and I, I just don't uh, see that in any other way than, than that's what they want. They want the reasonable people off of there. Um, and, you know, because when I look at even the comments on, on, uh, on Keith Wood's tweet, and, and that's a very good tweet. I'm glad he did that. Um, but there's a lot of the comments don't, aren't really something I'd want to endorse. But, um, yeah, that, that's the reality, that, that uh, w w they, they want the caricature out there. And um, they, they've done that over and over again for the last you know, 100 years or whatever. Uh, the anti-Semites are unschooled. They uh, are um, violent, uh, evil. They, they don't have any sense of, of uh, you know, being honest about, about these things. It, it's all big lies and, and propaganda on their part. So, 
yeah, this is this is what they want. They want to get rid of people like that and um, promote uh, people. And again, I, I do think a lot of these are bots uh, that that are put out by uh, people uh, who are aided and embedded or at least approved. They're not not uh, uh, gone after by the ADL. And yet, those people they can claim, oh, there's a huge in, uh, increase in anti-Semitism on there. And, and, you know, it's always increasing. You go back, you know, 50 years, every every time the ADL has a report, it's increasing. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you just can't uh, trust these people at all. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> Kevin, they want to portray all opposition as a bunch of knuckle-dragging troglodytes. Uh, Absolutely. They want to control the narrative. That's what they do. They are gatekeepers. And they don't want to totally shut out criticism of Jews or Jewish behavior or behind-the-scenes Jewish machinations. They want it to be portrayed by people who are conspiracy theorists, genuine conspiracy theorists, people that don't really understand the big picture. And they, uh, that, that, that way they control the narrative. That's what they, they they're control, they're gatekeepers. And they don't want you and James in, but they certainly want of uh, of uh, knuckle dragging troglodytes to have an, an audience. Right. If those people are sincere or not, if they are sincere, they're certainly not helping the cause that they are pretending to support. So I, who who who's to say, and who who knows for sure? But I wanted to circle back to this article, Kevin, a very good article that you wrote, uh, talking about the rise in so-called anti-Semitism on X. Well, first of all, I mean, how do you? What is the true definition of an anti-Semitic statement? What is an anti-Semite? I mean, how is that Anything defined? that reflects it all on a Jewish person is anti-Semitic. All right. Well, they give the example. So they're saying that all, uh, you know, that anti-Semitic statements have skyrocketed on X since Elon Musk bought it. So what do they claim to be an anti-Semitic statement? Kevin, you documented uh, what they are saying is examples of anti-Semitic statements. And here, here they are. It is, it, these are anti, the anti-Semitic statements or the statements that they're flagging as being anti-Semitic. I'm going to go through them very quickly. Uh, the myth that Jews control the media would be one example of an anti-Semitic statement. Um, <laughs> I mean, first of all, they say they control it. If you agree with them, anyway, that, I'm not going to chase that rabbit, but that, that's one example. Accusing Jewish citizens of being more loyal to Israel or the priorities of Jews worldwide than in the interest of their host nation. Um, claiming that the existence of the state of Israel is a racist endeavor. Uh, that Jews apply double standards, using symbols and images associated with classic anti-Semitism, such as uh, the Jews killed Jesus with a blood libel. Uh, drawing comparisons of contemporary Israeli policy to that of the Nazis. Holding Jews responsible for the actions of the state of Israel. I mean, basically, Kevin, it sounds to me, if, if, if you fall in line, if any of the statements you make about Jewish people would fall under that umbrella unless it's just lavish praise. I mean, can you say anything about them that's not declared to be anti-Semitic by the ADL? I think they resist any attempt, any example where you sort of make Jews into a collectivity, you know, that Jews are X or Jews are doing, you know, that, that they're on the same page. I mean, a, a common uh, theme that they have is that, uh, that you get, Two Jews in the, or three two Jews in the room, and you got three opinions or something like that. They don't. They never agree. <laughs> with them. 
And it's a joke. You know, if you look at, at what, what actually goes on in the world, the vast majority of Jewish power is directed, for example, to support Israel. The vast majority of Jewish power is aimed at, you know, really replacing us, I'd have to say. And, um, you know, they're, 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 you, I wouldn't use the word control the media because you can come up with an example of, of a non-Jew like, like, like Murdoch, uh, that, uh, who's not Jewish. But they have huge influence on the media and ownership and uh, uh, in, uh, in uh, contributions to the media, writers and all that. And uh, you just can't deny that. You, know, you look at something like New York Times, Jewish owned. Look at NBC, MSNBC, Jewish owned. And um, CNN and all, all these companies and uh, big media, they have huge reach. And, uh, you know, that's that's why you're seeing all this blowback against Musk now in, in the in, in the in media, especially on the left. Um, well, what they the, want, John, Kevin, is this. They, they want Jews to be invisible. They want yeah. Jews to yeah. be invisible. They, uh, they, they are just random people out here. And there's yeah. no uh, connectivity whatsoever with left wing politics or left wing uh advocacy on one hand and Jews on the other. Yeah. And I think, you know, that, that, that plays into the sort of conservative worldview. There was an article by Christopher Rufo um, on, um, what was it? On the, well, one of the big mag, conservative magazines. And, um, you know, his, his point is just that we have to look at everyone as an individual uh, that, that that we have to adopt the perspective of the founding fathers on inalienable rights and all that individual rights, We're, but it, it's just not a game that can work for us. You know, we can't work that way. We have to understand who's against us, where the power is, and how they are cooperating, and uh, that kind of thing. So um, you know, that that kind of talk is just it's it's losing. It's a, it's a loser. It's trying to fight. It's trying to fight a cage match with Marquis to Queensberry rules. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It, it's a brawl, and it's and it, uh, this. Uh, you know, we have a strong tendency towards individuals. That's the point of my book, uh, recent book. But um, the point is, we have to get over that. We have to become more of a collective, and and we have to have a sense of our of our group interests. And uh, that's absolutely missing from conservative rhetoric. And it's funny, Rufo says, well, he, he acknowledges that there are race differences, say, in, in outcomes. Uh, you know, there are going to be a, these kind of differences. But we can't, we have to be absolutely colorblind about everything. Well, believe me, you know, people on the left are not going to be colorblind. Their whole thing now is, is, to, is about race. And you know, people like, like Christopher Rufo can talk that way. But it's not going to have any effect on the left, and and it's just closing your eyes to to the what's really you know group based battles. The ADL. Yeah, the le- left is race uberales. Yeah, exactly. Race race uberales. Exactly. These Jewish groups have banded together with non-white groups, Black Lives Matter, and all the immigrant groups, Hispanic Caucus, and Asians, and everything. They're trying to make a big. As they did in Australia, Frank Salter's great book, it just came out um, on anglophobia and how, how the Jewish organizations basically organized all the non-white Australians into a coalition to oppose 
England. So, <laughs> the way it is. Hold on right there. The great Dr. Kevin McDonald. Uh, we've got him for one more segment. Stay tuned. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Uh, here's a little fun trivia fact, uh, TPC and Kevin McDonald. Uh, this is Kevin's 52nd credited appearance on the show. Now, sometimes he comes on uncredited, maybe making a cameo. 52 appearances. Uh, here's to the next 50, my friend, and uh, let's yeah. hope we all make it that long before we <laughs> go to prison. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um, it's been an honor. Yeah, it's, it, it continues to be an honor. But uh, this this whole discussion, this what is an anti-Semite? Uh, what is anti-Semitism? I mean, I mean, for my money, anti-Semite is a Gentile. That's how they intended to be used. Anti-Semite, uh, anti-Semitism is, or a neo-Nazi rather, a is, white Gentile. Uh, a uh, you know, if you if you publicly disagree with a Jewish person, you're a neo-Nazi now. But uh, this uh, this whole thing, that list. Uh, well, they they say, well, here's the proof uh, that anti-Semite, anti-Semitic. Statements have increased on Twitter because here's what we consider to be anti-Semitic statements, and it's literally everything you could possibly say. And, I mean, yeah. even now, if you praise them, I remember Joe Biden, before he was president, getting into some trouble for praising Jews in, with regards to their role in media. And they said, now, hey, Joe, you know, you're not supposed to mention, you know, the, the disproportionate. Their control is so pervasive, Dis you can't discuss anything without stepping on their toes. You can't even praise them. And, and uh, the, I mean, even the word, Kevin, anti 
Semite. You remember, I think a few months ago, or was it last year, they demanded that the spelling be changed? You had to take out the hyphen, or it was anti-Semitic to use the hyphen? Yeah. They got upset. I don't even remember what that was all about. It's some weird thing, but uh, let's so look at this big picture. Go ahead. You, yeah, can't you, go ahead. Even, you can't even mention George Soros anymore. Uh, as, as <laughs> you don't have to say he's a Jew or not. Yeah, just right. Mention just mention it. That's enough. That's anti-Semitic. And um, it, or, or great replacement. You cannot talk about that because that's racist and anti-Semitic. They've said, uh, and uh, that's the way it is. So you know they will. <laughs> this is extremely aggressive on their part to be able to get people to stop talking about the influence of George Soros. And believe me, the the, the vast majority of the media will go along with that. They should do with everything else that they want. So uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, very few people are going to start are going to keep mentioning those those issues anymore. Do you think that they're overplaying? I mean, certainly in in the past throughout history, we've seen an overplay and an overreach. Uh, do you think that that's happening here? Do you think that they are completely unable to see that this could go wrong, or do you think that that that, that confident and smug in their ability to to get away and do whatever they want to do? Yeah, I, I think that that um, that they are playing a sort of losing game when it comes to Israel. Uh, that they just can't defend it anymore. And uh, they are defending it. They're still four square behind Israel. They completely reject the idea that there's an apartheid state, even though by any measure it's an apartheid state. Uh, And, you know, you got guys in the Israeli cabinet now who are just avowed racist, and they'll tell you that. I mean, and they hate the Palestinians, and they... And, and they, it's they not just an apartheid state; it's a cruel apartheid state. They're actually killing Palestinians. Yeah, they are, and and uh, and yet they're terrorists. And the American media sort of goes along. And Congress, they had a, a vote. Um, this Congresswoman uh, Jay Appel or something—I uh, think she's Palestinian. She she made a uh, some kind of resolution, and and. Uh, that Israel is racist, and the you know the response was that they had a counter revolution that Israel is just fine, not a racist, and all that. Four hundred twelve to nine was the vote, and uh, you know you have overwhelming support in the United States Congress, and yet a lot of people, especially on the left, are you know they really know you can't keep this up because you've got you know human rights organizations like. Uh, What's it called? Uh, Human Rights Watch, uh, I guess. And they're all saying the same thing now. Uh, and it just can't be hidden. But Israel... Money is talks and BS walks. What? Money talks and BS walks, I said. Yeah, they, they can't stop in Israel. I mean, the, the people in charge of the Israeli government are, are ethno-nationalists and religious fundamentalists. And, uh, you know, liberal Jews are... are freaking out about the, you know, the Supreme Court issue, <clears throat> whether the, the uh, legislature has the power to sort of uh, make laws irrespective of what the Supreme Court wants. Uh, and and that, that is a huge issue because the people who control the Nesset obviously are way on the right and dominated by apartheid, uh, racialist, uh, ethno-nationalists. And the only and, reason uh, you can find uh, uh, nine, only nine dissenting voices in the American Congress is because they finance everybody's uh, 
Well, and, and well, there's that. That's part of it. But, but of course, people are afraid of them. <laughs> They're afraid of being taken out. And that let's and, and that's, that's you know, right. where we're at, Kevin. Oh, the establishment, the system seems to be making reckless, extreme moves both at home and abroad. And there is certainly a lot of uh, destabilizing going on. And the ADL is a big part of the system. Let's just let's the just ADL face it. is a stick, and the money is a carrot. Well, the ADL is a big part of a lot that's been going on over the course of the last three years that we talk about every week. But let, let's let's look at big picture here, the culture of critique. I mean, this was your seminal work. This is the book that discusses how evolutionary psychology provides motivations behind Jewish group behavior and culture. Uh, in the big scheme, big picture of things, how does that play in or does it play in to what we're talking about this hour? Well, it's, it's a good example. This is an academically published book. It was published by an academic publisher, Prager. And um, that's the kind of reasoned kind of approach that these people just don't want. The result is you can't buy my book on Amazon. You can't buy my book on, on uh, Barnes & Noble. And uh, there's just no question in my mind that that's from pressure of the ADL or similar groups like that. Uh, but the, presumably the ADL, they're the main... Uh, Force, uh, you know, for censorship of things they don't like, but that, you know, again, that's that's why you know, that's what people like us were were banned from Twitter uh, because what we're saying really got to them. I used to reply to the ADL uh, on Twitter, and I'd retweet I'd retweet them with a caustic comment on on, on what was wrong with what they were saying, and uh, you know, they I'm I'm definitely on there their radar, their, their pages on their website uh, about me. So, Oh, yeah, no uh, kidding. You're not on their Christmas card list. <laughs> well, Kevin, you're not on their radar. You're like in the middle of the of the bullseye, I mean, for them. Uh, yeah. You've yeah. got to be public enemy, if not number one in the top ten. Uh, I mean, no, you're the guy. I mean, and, and this is this has been your, you know, uh, I don't want to say your life's work, but this is certainly one of the things you're most well known for is getting into their yeah. psyche and, you know, historically speaking. So, yeah, I mean, you're you're the go-to guy on this issue. Uh, so I don't know if anybody has a bigger target on their back uh, at the ADL office than you. But uh, well, anyway, David Duke, but that's it. Uh, maybe, maybe. But uh, anyway, uh, so, again, if if past is prologue, what can we expect their continued behavior to be? And will there be a recoil here as there has been in other places? Or I guess they're not counting on that. But I wonder why they can't see that there might be uh, with their heavy-handed tactics. Well, you know, for Jews, it's always like, you know, one day to the next Holocaust. Uh, they, they they have this sort of mentality that things are, are bad and they're going to get worse and then there's going to be a calamity and that's why we have to fight every little instance of anti-Semitism because it, it's a slippery slope, you know, and and, and you have what to... What you call uh, the lacrimose history of the Jewish people. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, so they they will, you know, this, you know in, aggressively go after any anything that they dislike for that reason. They, they think it can, it can blossom, it can get more traction and boy i tell you elon musk what he's done is, is put him in the crosshairs he's because you know he's got millions and millions of followers he's got a huge amount of money uh, it's hard to really deal with someone like that um and and free speech is enshrined in the constitution it's hard to to just go after this this uh this uh privately owned company that they are, are, are uh, um you know that they don't censor enough I mean, that's well, you know, one of the good things that's come out of this, Kevin, is the uh, 
new renewed interest in the Leo Frank case, which of course led to yes. the founding yes. of the ADL. Yeah. Well, and we, yeah, we've talked about that, and that's been talked about, but it should be repeated. It should be repeated often. But I think this is just a very interesting thing that's uh, been pitted, uh, two forces pitted against each other. You have the world's richest man and the world's most subversive organization sort of locking horns here, and we'll see who. Uh, who, who wins? But I mean, certainly the ADL was able to make quick work out of Kanye West and and Kyrie Irving and some of these other people. But I think you know, obviously Elon Musk is you're, you're dealing with a much smarter man, much more accomplished man than an entertainer or or an athlete. But uh, nevertheless, this has been interesting, and already what has happened has has been transformative in some ways. We'll see how much further it can go, but. Uh, it just seems like everything's been put into a blender now, and uh, we're going to see how it gets served up. There's just a lot yeah. of radical things happening right now that are all sort of crossing paths. Just you don't know where the explosion is going to take place, but you feel it coming. You feel it coming. And that article in the New York Times that I quoted uh, actually uh, went after Greenblatt because he was saying that Musk is like Henry Ford, this great innovator and everything, without mentioning that Henry Ford was a anti-Semite, and and uh, you know really going after that. And and uh, again, Henry Ford's a good example of someone who he employed these guys. And I've, I've read the uh, the um, the International Jew came out in the early 1920s. There's an awful lot of you know hate facts in there. That Look, Elon Musk like, and Henry Ford are both smart guys, and as smart yeah. guys, they came to the right conclusions about Jewish power and influence. I mean, I think Musk said this week that the ADL was, in fact, behind. I mean, not that we needed him to tell us. I guess we all knew that they were behind Trump getting banned. So I don't know. Yeah. we got a minute to go. Uh, what do you want to see happen here, Kevin? I don't want to ask you what's most likely. The most likely thing is that the ADL wins because that's what's you know that's what's normally happens. But I don't think that that's guaranteed to be the case forever. What would you like to see come of all of this? So continue to wear, well, continue yeah. noticing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, an increase in noticing, and you know it's going to be hard to take down Musk, frankly. He can afford to lose forty-four billion dollars, uh, and they lose that sixty percent advertising and take a loss on Twitter. His other. Uh, enterprises are fabulously profitable and, and uh, of course what can happen is the government really comes after it and they they mess up spacex and they make poor regulations on twitter yeah on, they could on, do on that on tesla and you could see that a real attempt to take them down financially we'll see and, and folks uh, check out kevin's other articles on this some blog posts at the occidental observer.net uh, you 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 write and torba wrote how they could really hurt him online too and and you you've documented that yeah. check it out everybody kevin we'll look forward to talking to you again very soon godspeed my friend keep up the great okay. work you have uh, you've said you've been a shining light uh, for a long long time on this issue and uh, nobody does better work we'll be right back with the third and final hour dr kevin mcdonald everybody mm-hmm.